Almost every journey, according to Grandmother Renee Persons, begins with a misstep. We are, after all, very human beings. We are born seeking, but more often than not, we must learn what to seek for. And that, my dear child, takes time. John D. Ghostwalker got his undergraduate degree in Lawrence, Kansas, beginning at Haskell and finishing up at KU. He went on to receive a master's in architectural design from Georgia Tech, a Ph.D. from Florida International University, and went to work shortly thereafter for an upscale Miami firm called Jacobs & Associates. Tribal elders called him John Doe at first. He was discovered in a cardboard box along the shoulder of Route 41 in the Florida Everglades. The high school boys and girls who stopped their pickup truck to investigate the weathered cardboard box near the turnoff to their part-time jobs at the Miccosukee Museum Village, noted that the only possible explanation for baby John Doe not having been gobbled up by one of the myriad alligators in the nearby canal was the overwhelming stench of his diaper. The kids were instructed by the adults to clean the abandoned baby up and see to feeding him while they waited for more elders to arrive. Over the next several months, John Doe became Johnny D., and a strangely unscripted schedule of babysitting found the blonde-haired infant being passed around to nearly every household in the nearby neighborhood, as well as frequent migrations to other predominantly Miccosukee neighborhoods along the highway that is called Tamiami Trail by the locals. The general council officers of the Miccosukee tribe were not officially notified, and it was generally held that the less official but more traditional community elders perhaps being influenced somewhat by the wives among them, put off deciding what to do with the little lost white man for a bit too long. Impromptu neighborhood gatherings could and did happen anywhere, at anyone's house or in anyone's backyard. But when people felt the spirit move them to discuss important matters, they were irresistibly drawn to Grandmother Renee's little cottage, where they packed into her tiny living room. So, at about the same time someone finally suggested calling Miami-Dade County's Child Welfare Services office, others vigorously objected, and everyone migrated to Grandmother Renee's house. How will we explain our delay? one neighbor asked. How can we prove anything we might say about this child? said the lady cradling little Johnny in her arms as she sat in the old rocking chair next to Grandmother Renee's overstuffed wingback. And besides, there's been nothing in the news about anyone missing a baby. The idea of a protracted investigation by non-tribal officials appealed to no one at all. Grandmother Renee watched the ladies' faces closely, smiled warmly, and shook her head. She reached out for the tiny child and could not fail to notice the unspoken reluctance that accompanied the woman's immediate compliance. You have a hold on us, don't you? She whispered to the baby as she gazed curiously into his blue-green eyes. Why does your wind blow you our way, child? Johnny's face broke into one of those baby grins that seems unnaturally mature and that sometimes precipitates a burp. The roomful of tightly compacted Miccosukee neighbors held their breath as if he might respond. He rewarded them with a giggle and promptly began playing with his toes. He came to us for a reason, Grandmother Renee said finally, 
And like most good things, I'm afraid we must wait some before we know what that reason is.